Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. Radio in a 90s state of mind. <laughs> Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the 90s State of Mind podcast. How are you? Thank you for tuning in. My name's Imran. Uh, your time and your company are very much appreciated. Uh, the 90s State of Mind podcast is a collaborative project between uh, Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue in Green Radio. This uh, podcast series sees myself uh, from London in the UK and my buddy Rhonda over in sunny San Jose, California. We, uh, with each episode, we sit down and we celebrate really I like to use the word celebrate in relation to these shows because each episode is very much I think uh, uh, a celebration of the music that uh, had a huge impact on us uh, but Rhonda and I both have a huge affection for music from the 90s so uh, with each of these episodes we pick a different album and uh, we, we we discuss it we talk about what went into it our memories of it upon release uh, and uh, there are, these are a joy for, for us to, to, to record Record and put together, and uh, very much hope you guys will uh, get something out of it too. If you're a '90s enthusiast like us, uh, past episodes have seen us jump into projects from Maxwell uh, in Urban Hang Suite. We've jumped into uh, Aaliyah, One in a Million. Uh, I think our last episode was Khalees and Kaleidoscope. Uh, so we, uh, Michael Jackson's Dangerous was another great episode. Uh, today's episode um, is. Uh, I feel like I feel like for this album, it had you know if any anyone who who kind of sat down to look at the things that we've discussed in terms of '90s releases, um, I think this is like one of the ones you're going to look for and be like, oh, they haven't done this. Uh, we're, we're kind of jumping into Lauren Hill, uh, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, and I say this in the episode, but I feel like this is one of the most seminal '90s projects uh, to discuss. Um, sort of from that decade I think the the, the sales were massive the impact was huge uh, and we, yeah so that's what we're doing today we're kind of discussing everything that kind of um, uh, went into the album our memories of it going you know um, upon release where we were as as Fuji's uh, fans and or Lauren Hill uh, you know and, and paving the way for this incredible kind of project and subsequent solo career that didn't actually go beyond just this one album so it's really really kind of interesting uh, released in August 25th 1998 um, on Columbia Records I don't want to set it up too much more than that because I do so in the actual conversation but um, I, I, I do I do think something I didn't mention in in the conversation is just it's it's kind of staggering you know an album from 98 
and the, still the impact you know 20 plus years later I think what are we 23 years uh, afterwards and you, there are still covers that almost regularly surface uh, from this project there's you know Quantic put out a Cumbia inspired version of uh, Do What That Thing um, Jared Lawson has a live a version of uh, X Factor floating around there's uh, um, Booker T covered Everything Is Everything um, it's you know it's incredible the amount of covers that there are. Flevens uh, from Jalapeno Records and Laura Vane uh, have a great version of, of X Factor as well. Uh, and it's just you know to to see that covers still come out, uh, samples still come out uh, for an album you know from '98. I just it's really exciting. Uh, so yeah, this is a wonderful project to discuss. So. Um, uh, regular listeners of this series will know uh, we pick two songs per episode to play in full. Uh, Rondo picks the closing number and I get to pick uh, the opening one. All I'll say is that Rhonda totally jacked my <laughs> jacked what would have been my pick, but I have an equal an equally fantastic uh, track to uh, select as my opener for the show today because this is it's a gorgeous gorgeous tune and. Um, as I think by way of a wonderful introduction to the album, I will be picking uh, the uh, X Factor single. So I'm going to play that song, and as soon as that's done, you uh, can uh, jump, as I say, celebrate with us this wonderful, wonderful project. Uh, please check out 90 State of Mind on foreverinelectricdreams.com, and also check uh, Rondo and myself out and our respective shows on blueingreenradio.com. So thank you very much for my friends. I very much hope you enjoy the episode today. See, no one loves 
So, oh man, I don't even know where to begin. Um, uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. We're in the pantheon of 90s uh, 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 albums, neo-soul albums, uh, hip-hop albums, etc. I mean, this is one of the most prevalent releases, I think, that we we could have discussed. It's the um, not just the debut solo album uh, by Lauren Hill. It's the one and only, if, if you can believe it, solo album. Uh, by Lauren Hill, released um, in 98, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, incredible. Uh, this is following as well the the mammoth, gargantuan success of the Fuji second album, The Score, uh, which was released in 96, which made household names of, of Lauren Hill uh, and Wyclef and Praz. And following that mm-hmm. album, they I don't know if there was ever a conscious decision with 
internally for them to go separate ways but it was definitely a conscious decision where they all said let's do our solo projects so mm-hmm. Wyclef's The Carnival in 97 kicks um, that off we have uh, Praz's Ghetto Superstar spearheaded mm-hmm. by that title track with uh maya and odb and then we have uh i suppose we could say that highly anticipated uh lauren hill album the miseducation of lauren hill uh this is your pick uh as as far as the kind of uh a topic for us to discuss the album for us to discuss um yeah. kind of going into it uh-huh. What should my first question be? I suppose mm. why why this album? What was it about this album that made you want to want us to sort of delve deep and have a chat about it? Um, I think because of its importance within um, hip hop specifically, um, I think it, the the influence it's had. Um, the impact when it was released and then its subsequent influence on artists. Um, if, I guess if you're only going to have one album, this is the one you want to have. Right? right. And, and it's, I was listening to it again, of course, you know, cause we could prep for this conversation and it's just so many wonderful songs and, um, the influences of her upbringing in terms of listening to different genres were layered throughout musically. And it was just very impactful. And you can listen to it now and it just sounds just as good as when mm-hmm. she released it. And, and unfortunately, some of the things that she was raising in our community to care about back then are still issues we have to deal with today. So that's why it's still impactful. Right. Um, and, and I, I really did like this album. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's keep this going. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was nominated for 10 Grammys. It won yeah. five, which is exceptional. Think- it debuted at number one. Um, I think, um, kind of in reference to that Fuji's album, um, the um the single the, the killing me softly uh mm-hmm. song was basically the the foreshadowing of the album to come i think if anyone hadn't considered that this album was on the way following killing me softly which was her front end center was was kind of everything that they needed or everything she probably would have needed to 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 prove that this is a path absolutely that she could explore because that in of itself that single was was huge wasn't it Right. And I, and I actually think she had um, records. So like uh, her 19 million uh, copies sold is the most for uh, a female rapper. Like to have the 10 nominees uh, in one year, that's her record. And then the five in the night in that one night was also her record. So, I mean, this is like a foundation. I don't even know. You know, when you want to try and do a, a sophomore album, I don't know how you do it, but I mean, this one, I mean, it it came along at the right time um, musically. So I think that that, that was, was what we needed to hear. And like I said, we could, we could hear it again right now because there's a yeah. lot going on, especially in the United States and um, dealing with the Black Lives Matter movement and things of that nature, just but how we uh, view ourselves and, and humanity and, and more to the point, how do we, 
how do we value creativity musically specifically? Um, I think that's one of my main worries now. We, um, <clears throat> I think we're a little bit uh, too laissez-faire with the craft of creating great art. You know, I'll, I'll make a song to sell my merch. Ah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not one to not support an artist finding a way to make their livelihood. But there is, there is an art to making music. And so it hurts me when I hear that that's, you know, it's like, it's just something you could toss away. No, (laughs) it's not. And I, and I never thought that about music growing up. So it's a little disheartening when I hear it now. Right, Right. Um, and and she called that out in this album. So, um, you know, so so part of that does resonate with me. The fact that it's a fusion, let's say, of hip hop, R and B, soul, doo wop, funk, reggae, little Latin guitar. I mean, she put all of that in because it's all of her, you know, her what she listened to growing up, and she was able to put that in in such a masterful way that it's a it's a masterpiece, right? Yeah. So so you know, hey, that's why I said, "Hey, let's do this, Imran, we got to yeah. talk about it." It's funny you mentioned like in terms of the sort of the hip hop side of it. I I mm-hmm. don't know why I tend to I suppose when I consider the the album, I tend to put it in that category of an extension of neo soul in it in its mm-hmm. own way and that's by no means to belittle her her uh, as a as a rapper or you know there's obviously it's probably more hip-hop inspired uh, as a record than neo soul but um i don't know i maybe it's the singles you know everything is everything um x factor that thing etc um nothing even matters with d'angelo like mm-hmm. i don't know what it is maybe those mm-hmm. are just the more prevalent songs for me and it just it seems to me like in my head it, it kind of I, I tend to put it in that category that little little bit more and i think that it speaks to her yeah because she can sing right oh, yeah, um, when i was doing the research like when i was looking back at the fujis their first album kind of flopped and because they were trying to trace other trends instead of creating one of themselves, right? But one of the things that stood out was her singing with them, right? right? That she could rap and she could hold her own, which was great for them. But she also had this other thing, right? Like she can act too. So there's other facets to her that helped, you know, try and solidify her space in their group. Right. Mm. And so we knew she could sing. So then she carries it over. And so, you know, so, yes, you see more dimensions of her as an artist. So she's not just a rapper, but she can sing. And, you know, it's going to be fun picking the songs (laughs) for this one, you know, our intro and outro, because, Mm -hmm. like you said, there are so many really, really, really good songs on this album. Yeah. Um, And also I think we should mention like the way she starts it out, right. Where, you know, you know, they're doing a roll call in class and throughout this album, there's like little um, segues 
where they're asking kids what they think love is, right? Right. And um, they're very poignant, some of the things that the children say. But um, to me, when I listened to it this time, it was like, you're like, you're, we're all in school in some way learning what love means in our own way as we live our lives, right? And for this album, all of those questions kind of cultivated into the final track, right? Tell him, right? Right, where she speak, and that's, you know, that's a, a great love song, right? But that's a love song. And then she pours out, you know, what it means to her. So, I mean, I was able to see it that way in my own way. Mm. when I listened to it this time, because it's like, it's just nicely done from that perspective. But yeah, you're right. It's just not just a, a hip hop album. Right. So, um, mm. but you know, we'll, we'll go through these songs and, yeah. you know, were, were have you fun f- with them as well. Hmm? Were you familiar with um, the first Fuji's album when it, um, when uh, it drops score. really passed you by as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I heard they had only 12 people buy the album, so I I wasn't one of the fortunate. Not really 12, (laughs) is it? Well, that's what they, that was the number. So I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, so that might be family and friends. Okay. So, but it was the score that blew up. That's where I The score, yes. I remember Fuji La would have been my... Yes. Uh, introduction to, I mean, that was, I think, the first single as well from the mm-hmm. album. But there, there was mm-hmm. clearly an investment in, in, in that as a, um, as a, as a track, and uh, was, yeah, excuse me, an investment in, in, in the album. There was obviously belief that that was going to do well because it, um, there did seem to be a, a big push around that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the score. I mean, gosh, what an epic kind of album i mean in of itself they had the fuji la uh single killing me softly i actually thought that was yeah. a, a little later i thought that was after ready or not um but yeah there was ready or, or not. not and yeah um and that woman no cry from the from the score and that was obviously that made it made all three members of of the fuji's household names really and it's a shame i suppose in of itself that that album never really got a follow-up to it either but um i guess that ties well, into the dissolution of the group as well yeah so you know yeah well i'll be pros started the group and then it was him and and lauren and another girl and then they brought in um wyclef uh, oh right i think that was that what hey you know i I gotta do some digging you know bring something (laughs) some spice to this conversation i mean because it surprised me too when i learned how they came together as a group but I, from what I understand from my research, Wyclef and Lauren had a relationship. Right. So when yes. that didn't go well, that plays a role in you not wanting, you know, you, you get to a point where, you know, maybe it's time for me to go off in my own direction. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that in the background uh played a huge factor in mm, okay it's, i think it's time for us to do our solo projects what do you think so right. <laughs> yeah yeah so unfortunately i yeah I yeah i, I, I suppose it, it seemed like it was um kind of the ultimate power play move when they all almost at the same time kind of made this kind of foray into solo projects and it was mm-hmm. also, you know and a lot of them i Wyclef, 
in particular, I think, potentially Prize as well. They did it through the Fuji name. It was like Fuji All-Stars presents, mm. you know, they, they they did their best to kind of carry that or wave that Fuji's flag um, as much as possible. But I, I think Lauren's album kind of put a, maybe a stop to that. I know she addresses issues between them in, in certain songs for the mm-hmm. album. So I guess by the probably the time her album was ready to come out, I think in her mind, Fuji's was pretty much over. Yeah. 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 So I guess the first single, I remember mm. losing my mind at this, to be honest, uh, but first single from, oh, actually before that, um, one mm-hmm. song that didn't make the cut, her first actual single was The Sweetest Thing, uh, which is for the Love yeah. Jones soundtrack. And I remember when yes. that came out and I was always surprised that didn't make the album. It's a great song. It's great. Um, the soundtrack it. as well for Love Jones. I mean, I, yeah, I, love love I always come back to that because it was like the first kind of, almost official recognition of like neo soul as a as a as a brand you know and i think they really embraced that uh, through a lot of the songs that they had on that soundtrack it's a real key Mm -hmm. i think release and there's there's a lot of things to come back to on that from groove theory uh having Mm -hmm. a a new track on there as well the the mellow smooth remix for maxwell and just the whole michelle's on that album michelle's on the album of course um and it's yeah there's it was sort of this very i couldn't i couldn't find anything that preceded that there's like the best man soundtrack which had oh yeah i had that yeah yeah that had some, like two new maxwell mm-hmm. tracks uh, eric benet mm-hmm. kenny latimore on it so that but um yeah i think love jones was probably the first kind of real neo soul soundtrack album that there was and um and lauren's on it with the sweetest thing which was a single specifically for that uh for that compilation yeah and that's like you said that, that's a wonderful song um yeah uh mm. actually i think the way you, i think you described that pretty accurately because um love jones did blow up because people really liked the movie it mm. went really well and so then the soundtrack played and got attention and support and helped spur um because i think that uh, well, we still had Erica that kind of was earlier than that with yeah. Baduism. Um and I think Maxwell started too. But I mean, so this was like one yeah. more thing that carried the torch for that that genre of yes. neo soul. Yeah. Um, but it's a great segue from that song into her album, right? Yeah. Which, you know, to your point, that also allowed for her singing, not just her her hip hop. Yeah, um, and obviously the first single is the perfect combination of these various facets, which was do what that thing. And yep. I mean, to everything about that song from the video to yep. what the actual song. I mean, it's it's so uh, it's it was the best advertisement she could have had for the album to come for me i thought it was just the perfect perfect single and it's it was so obviously the the sort of the doo-wop aspect of of the song to me i can't think of of a song that ushered in that what would later become that retro soul 
kind of fad that obviously Amy Winehouse would go on to popularize oh, significantly. Right. Uh, Sharon uh-huh. Jones and the Dap Kings, that those those artists that kind of glorified uh, that the retro sounding soul. To me, I can't think of a song that did it first before this one because and, I, and to uh, the scale because people yeah. really liked that song. And you're right, yeah. the video was really good back when videos were, you know, shared at that magnitude that right. scale because where it, where it really added to get um, people's attention to support a, you know, a particular song and it was well done. So, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. She fused all of those things so well um, that it, and it was timely. Um, so it was like, it's sometimes you just do, you get the right song at the right time and then boom, you mm. know, it's like lightning in a bottle. Yes. Yeah. Hits. <laughs> Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like, <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yo. Yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the day. This is not the most to king. Yo, it's about a thing. Uh, yeah. Feel Yo. real good with your hands in the air and lick two shots in the atmosphere. Called you again. Uh, Remember when he told you he was about to bend your man? You act like you ain't him, they give him a little trim to begin. Now you think you really gon' pretend like you wasn't down and you called him again. Plus, when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it then, then you probably can. Talking out your necks and you're a Christian. A Muslim sleeping with the gin. Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spent? Showing off your ass cause you thinking it's a trend, girlfriend. Let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it cause I'm truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem, baby girl Respect is just the minimum Nigga, you still defending them now Lauren is only human Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament Let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philly pen It's silly when girls sell their souls because of sin Look at where you be in, hair weaves like Europeans Fake nails done by Koreans Come again, yeah, a win-win, come again When I looked at this, I was like, "There's only three al- three singles from this album." I couldn't yeah. believe that. I was like, "What?" Because I was like, "Like the lost ones." I mean, and that's totally like the Fugees, right? So when she came yeah. out with that, with the the hip hop and everything, I'm like, "Nope, that wasn't released." Um, I'm like, I was even surprised. Um, uh, later on, we'll, we'll talk about D'Angelo. But that wasn't. I was like, that wasn't a single. I was like, yeah. who's, who was in, who, who was in charge of this? <laughs> I was like, I mean, we had the album, so I had the songs, right? But I was just like, I don't, I don't understand. So. No, you're uh, absolutely right. I, I, I saw that there were only three as well, and thought that something's. I off. remembered more, but obviously I can't right. name them. <laughs> right. So, um, okay. Yeah, but we have Do Up. We had uh, X Factor. 
yes. and everything is everything. Everything is everything, right. Um, which obviously probably contributes why I categorize it in my head as the neo-soul mm-hmm. kind of uh, aspect, aesthetic, because those are, those are the leading numbers uh, for sort of those songs. So, um, so, yeah, it seems strange that there wasn't more more singles i mean even the last yeah. one everything is everything was a i thought a, a, a big a big tune a big and a, a song that did really well but um yeah i don't know i guess i didn't need it to be honest but uh well i mean well i mean i know people were buying the album and support because it was it was really great but i you know on the flip side you know you've got record companies come on if you just give me like 17 great songs we're good, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> you have so many of them. And then um, I don't know if that's because, you know, back then it wasn't just releasing the song, it was releasing the video and all of these other things that went with it to market the the release, you know. So I don't know if, they, if it wasn't in the budget. I, You know, it's just, I'm just, but I just thought it was, you got D'Angelo in her. How could you not? Yeah. I mean, that's a that's an awesome pairing. I I just mm, <laughs> so okay. Yeah, I don't. time ago that um for d'angelo's voodoo mm-hmm. uh his cover of feel like making love by roberta flack obviously that was supposed mm. to have lauren hill uh, mm. as a as the you know as the featured artist but i don't know apparently she I, oh, I, i'm i don't think i'm speculating i just don't think i may be remembering this too well but i just don't think she was feeling it Oh. If I remember correctly, I'm I'm 99 okay. sure that was it. She was just not really on board with maybe the direction. Uh, gosh, I hope that's right. But uh, I do. I'm fairly definite in saying that. Yeah, she was supposed to guest on on the album and specifically that song, but um, for whatever reason, it which didn't I work guess out. since they did nothing ever matters. No, excuse me, nothing even matters. Sorry. Um, then you know you do the reciprocal on his right. Yeah, and there's a lot of that kind of going on with this album because Mary J. Blige oh. is on the album, and obviously, she there's a returning of the favor from um, um, 
oh the Nothing foreign produced yet. all that yeah, i can say, say but um that's carlos, a classic cut. A, yeah great great song carlos santana's on this album yes. and lauren obviously is on the supernatural album on the yeah. do you like the way so yeah there is an element of that kind of as you say reciprocal nature for a lot of these collaborations which is very cool yeah but uh i mean i liked um 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 superstar which is you know like a hip-hop version of light my fire right um but you know like what she said even in that song like music is supposed to inspire so how come we can't get no higher Yo, hip hop started out in the heart, uh huh, yo. Now everybody trying to charge, say what? Hip hop started out in the heart, yo. Now everybody trying to charge. Come on now, baby, come on now, baby, come on now, baby, come on. Come on now, baby, come on now, baby, come on now, baby, come on. Come on, baby, lie my fire. Everything you drop is so tired Music is supposed to inspire How come we ain't getting no higher Now tell me your philosophy On exactly what an artist should be Should they be someone with prosperity And no concept of reality I mean, this is a this is a craft. This is art. What are we doing with our art? And do we even care what we're pushing? What's being sold on our behalf? Mm. Um, and and we, you know, artists have to, to to check themselves. You know, if everything is only about the dollar, you know, you're selling your soul. Um, and, and it's still happening today. And I, and I understand that, again, people have to make a living. And, and I, I get that. But at what price? Right. So I'm off my soapbox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, no you're, you're, you're right. There's, I don't know. She's, she's, she's a, really ahead of her time in so many yeah. kind of aspects on on this album um and uh it's uh, i'm just sort of looking at the kind of the notion of of sorry i'm going off topic mm-hmm. now but the notion mm-hmm. of remixes as well because i know we always discuss this uh <laughs> in relation to sort of the project and like in support of 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 the album and i don't know was there anything there that you stumbled on that really set your world on fire because there, there was not a huge amount that i found like obviously there's there's lost ones um there's a oh gosh i've lost my uh 
my, my list. But yeah, there's a, there's a couple of remixes in support of the projects. I think there's an X Factor remix, but yeah, um, nothing that rivals any of the album tracks. I, I yeah, and you know, you know me. If I can find something just to just to do a little twist, I'll yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll incorporate it. But no, I was like, um, even the live performances, which I enjoyed. Uh, this I was like, no, my my selection is going to be from the album. So, yeah, and and you know, yeah, so I have to agree. This and that speaks to the quality of the musicianship and everything that went in to make this album. I know that there's a, a, a huge backstory behind it, but like when it hurts so bad, I love the bass on right. that song, and it's a total like soulful album. Our soulful song with reggae, kind of like a throwback to like Roberta Flack. And I'm just like, <sighs> ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's real. Um, and yeah, so I, I really get what you're saying about how it's not just a hip hop album, right. right? There's a lot of soul. There's a lot of, of heartfelt um, fusion of different genre yeah. in this album. It makes it really, you know. When it hurts so bad, when it hurts so bad, when it hurts so bad, it was it feels so good? When it hurts so bad, 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 when it hurts so bad. There's I'm a real problem saying, if there isn't. I'm yeah. just okay. We can't reinvite you if you can't <laughs> find one cut. So you know. So you did know. you ever see Lauren live? I did, and I've actually met her. Yeah, what? Hooked that up. Mm-hmm. How did you not open with that? <laughs> We're discussing <laughs> hey. this education. By the way, I, well, I, you I, know, <laughs> hey, I'm going with you. You set me up, and I'm like, hey, let's talk about the album. So, um, <laughs> when, was, when when did you see her live? Was this the same? Uh, same evening, I, I imagine, right? You... Yeah, this was the same evening. This was, uh, I want to say, either 2018 or 2019. So it was fairly recent when she went back out. Oh, wow. Okay. I figured you were going to say 10 or you know, 15 oh, years you, ago. Wow. Are you trying to like age me here? No. <laughs> Gosh, that didn't I love go well. it. I love it. I love it. No, 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 not leave it. It's good. It's oh. good. It's good. So, <laughs> well, we're technically aging ourselves anyway, but this whole thing. Yeah. But hey, we're doing the roses. Love it. Okay, so, <laughs> um, 
But the way my sister got the tickets, part of the ticket package she got for us was the fact that we could get to meet her after the performance. The Moonchild special. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay. So, um, so I, you know, I had to, I'm, you know, I was really grateful that she did that. Um, but yeah, we took a picture with her and, you know, just thanked her for a great performance and she was really nice about it and accommodating because there was, you know, a small group of people who were in it and she took pictures with everybody. And, you know, if you had something quick, she signed it and, you know, she was, it was, I was just like, she was really nice. And and so when you meet uh, an artist, you want that kind of experience, you know, you don't, and you know, as well as I do, she's got that other reputation. I mean, because is one thing, I guess, to work with her as a musician versus being a fan of right. her work, right? So I understand that. But uh, I really enjoyed it. She came out, she killed the concert, and then afterwards she was gracious enough to meet us. So, yeah, it was, it was really nice to do. Okay, well, let's, let's mm-hmm. subvert Lauren Hill stereotypes right now. Was she on time for the concert? Because th- there's a list of things. There's a yeah, list of that's things. True. That... No, no, she had an opening act, but so that came out on that started on time. And well, I mean, in fairness to her, Erica has the same problem. <laughs> you know, love right. Michelle. She has the same problem. There's 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 other artists that do that also. Yes, so I won't loads, just put yeah. Lauren just by oh no no, no no not at all not at all. But no, 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 it, they, these saying, are things just, that are very much attributed. Be, yeah, let's yeah. be real. Um, uh the the one time I saw Vicente Fernandez perform, he started at 7.30 because that's when his concerts. Because before then, I was like, oh, okay, if the artist comes on a little later, it's okay. Because, you know, they're trying to get you to buy drinks or whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, no. His mariachi, so it started out with Linda Ronstadt, then his son, and then him. Right, his mariachi paid all three groups, and they started at seven thirty. If you did not come at seven thirty, then you missed it because they said that was a good time. <laughs> That's when we're starting, and then after that, I was like, "No, I, I need for you guys to start something. Something has to start at the ticket time." So because right. you know, time and but see, once you you know, like Erica's late or. Lauren's like, don't go trying to be, oh, I'm going to dress up really cute. I'm going to wear these heels. Knock yourself out. I already know. Oh, my feet hurt. Yes, you should have already known. You better be comfortable because <laughs> you might be waiting. So uh, <laughs> and it's the truth. So, um, so, but, so that's what I'll say. I won't say that's solely on her. It started when it was because the opening act started on time and then she came okay. out afterwards. So that was okay. But I didn't want to say just it's not just her, you know. So no, I mm. totally. I, and I, then I, when you when you met uh, Lauren backstage, I've referred mm-hmm. to her as Lauren. Did she insist that you call her Miss Hill? She did not. Okay. So she could have. She could have Miss. You know, Miss Hill. If you're nasty, but no, she didn't do any of that. <laughs> she was, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I, that's what I'm saying. She was very gracious. And, okay, um, hmm, that's good. Yeah. So, okay. That's number two. And yeah. number three, uh, were you denied eye contact? No. no. Okay. No. This I, is good. I, this because yeah, this is a, a segue I, to. 
<laughs> yeah. So and so what I'm saying now it could be working with her or for her is yes. a different thing. As a fan, she was very gracious to us for for you know coming back and and showing support. And there's an aspect of that as an artist that you respect your customer, right? Right. And so it was nice to see. So I, are, are we segueing? I'm going to let you well, segue actually, now. Well, actually, before we there do, we before we do, I have one, one final question, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. s- seeing, I mean, this is, in a way, this kind of goes to my almost conclusion almost. But like mm-hmm. you, so you, what, you said, was it 2018 or so you, you said you saw her? I, it was either late 2018 or 2019. I have to go back. Mm. If, whenever, if I Google like when Lauren Hill went on tour in San Diego, that's that's where I saw right. her. So, like, what what does like Lauren Hill in twenty eighteen? What's like a set list? Does she go through? Is like three quarters of it uh, miseducation? Does she mm-hmm. throw in loads of covers? Are there new songs? What is like a set list for her at twenty eighteen? No, it was it was covering um, miseducation. Right. A lot of that is is where she performed. So. I think it was it, it probably I think it had something to do with you know I don't know at that time like how many you know it's not the 20th but you know whatever time frame it was so she was coming from that mix of songs to perform right um <clears throat> so yeah and, and unfortunately I was not in a position to capture the moment so I could go through and share that with you. So otherwise, I could tell you exactly what the set list sure, was. Yeah. But, you know, I was, uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that offline. I'm not going <laughs> to reveal everything I do when I go to concerts. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not going to be recorded for, <laughs> for posterity. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> now you're getting what I'm talking about. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um yeah, but no, most of it was her miseducation um, album. And that's, so that's the, right. I would say, it's not a downside per se, but that if that's your one album, that's where you cover, you, you pull from, right? Yeah. Now, if you have several albums, you can pick and choose and, you know, do different renditions and things like that. But when you have the one, you, you're going to pull from that one. And there's a lot of songs off of that one, so you've got, you know, yeah. a plethora to put a show together, but that's really where you're, you're, uh, you're, you're going through mm. to, to perform. It's funny because I remember our D'Angelo conversation, and mm-hmm. we discussed that it was a, a, a discussion specifically for Voodoo, and we we kind of talked that you know as as fans we talked about the fact that it was uh, he's had three albums since ninety mm-hmm. five. And it's kind of a case of, I know my, it's, it's such a funny lens to kind of look at that statistic through mm-hmm. because on one hand, as a fan, as a, you know, as a listener, as a fan, you think, what a waste, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a really harsh phrase. That's, and I, I right. fully acknowledge that. <clears throat> I think when you've got someone say like D'Angelo, like Lauren Hill, where you have a, 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 a an excited and devoted fan base and it's kind of like people worked obviously they certainly would have worked so hard 
to get to the point where you can create Mm -hmm. and then it's like you're there and then you're like i'm not gonna you know and then and yeah on one hand you know on the no it's not just on one hand but on the main main thing is you have to respect they'll do it when they want to do it full stop and that's it that is Mm -hmm. that is the you know the the underlying point but i guess you know as a fan you kind of think so you know so much talent so much you know that you more that could have been kind of bestowed upon fans and added to your legacy of 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 music and it's always funny you know it's that glass half full perspective from a from a from a listener with D'Angelo you know we obviously have significantly more um music well actually with I suppose with Lauren obviously we can't discount two Fuji's albums as well obviously mm, but um mm-hmm. you know well, as the, a solo first artist one maybe <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, but I guess from a solo perspective, you know, '98, one, mm-hmm. you know, classic album that we're discussing, you know, nearly 22 years later, um, mm-hmm. and that can still continues to have a, an impact on on music oh, and artists around. This is it, what it was. Know? It was her 20th. It was that's. Oh, when, it was the 20th. Right. It was that makes sense. So then it was that's why she was on tour right. for the twentieth year, and so that's so it would make bar. all the sense. And imagine mm-hmm. that the twentieth anniversary, and she performs nothing from Miss Education. No, no, that it wouldn't would make like, any sense. Mm, I, uh, <laughs> hmm. yeah. yeah, so that I, I right. suppose, yeah, that would be, uh, uh, yeah, that would yeah. certainly explain a heavy <laughs> yeah, Miss Education really. set list. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah, but to your point, I mean, because you know, like. We're talking her, we're talking D'Angelo, we're talking Sade, we're right. talking Maxwell, right. Right. Anita Baker. And I know, and, and I think for Anita, she just wanted her, because I, I read a story where she's trying to, to get her master's. So I, the music industry, there's, I don't know what it is, but, you know, we've lost, you're right, the time that we miss with having great music right from great Mm -hmm. artists that cared enough to put great music together and i'm not going to discount um other artists specifically because you know i listen i i listen to them as well but there's layers of of talent associated with the creativity in this art form and um i'm hoping that you know, the the younger of us go back through parents' collections or grandparents' collections, or um, they they find a way not only in hip hop because you can go to hip hop, but go back to where hip hop got its baton because it took the baton from R and B, from soul, from funk, from disco, from all of those genres to make that sound right. right. So, um, because I I think it's going to get stagnant if we don't figure out a way to keep the, the art form alive. And I mean, there are artists that are doing great work, so I don't want to be like, well, that was it. No, because it's not, it's that, but do they always get the, the, the backing of the record industry? Do they always get, 
um, I mean, and actually this is a little different now because before we would have MTV or VH1, we had mediums for music that, you know, now we're just, you know, a stream on Spotify or right. a- yeah. iTunes. So it's, it's, it's changing before our eyes, the consumption of this, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Mm. As a, to add on to that, just as a mm-hmm. brief aside, I saw a, uh, there was a Financial Times like a video uh, sort of a month or so ago, which talked about 2020, which is obviously the year you know the world was mostly locked away. Um, mm-hmm. They talked about that being a, a real gargantuan year, really really successful year uh, for the music industry in general, and mm. that eighty percent of revenue in the US was brought in from Spotify streams. Well, streaming, not just specifically Spotify, but obviously that would be a huge part of it. But mm-hmm. 80, yeah, eighty percent of its you know groundbreaking or you know mammoth year of uh, of of money making came from from. Uh, streams which was uh, from streaming which is a crazy statistic isn't it it's amazing now how much of that went to the actual artist well we'll leave that for a different show because that's a (laughs) whole talk on itself but when you're when you're confined and you've got to find something to do with your day it's good to see that people reached out and and tapped into music um it would be interesting to see like I don't know if they broke it down, like what people were actually streaming. Is it more right. the new stuff? Is, were they going back to listen to? Because um, I'm not even sure how much of a collection Spotify has. I, I have to, I haven't done that, that research. Mm. Um, but just to, to get a, a, a vibe of, of where people, where, what, what do they enjoy listening to? Right. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I guess that would, you know, we're, we're, we'll veer too far away from this wonderful yes. album. So, yeah, yeah. but, you know, we, we'll talk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I suppose it would be a, a little remiss. I think we've sort of just, we were alluding to this part of the conversation. And, you know, it's, it, this is a conversation about the album, uh, mm-hmm. its impact and its, uh, its status and every accolade mm-hmm. is, is completely uh, justified and, Obviously, this next part of the conversation doesn't impact that in any way, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. it would be remiss to discuss the album and not include this part of it, which um, kind of comes down to credit, mm. uh, which is uh, an often um, uh, ugly mm. side of of kind mm. of the music industry with people uh, maybe signing contracts they wish they hadn't, people agreeing to things that they wish they hadn't. And um, there is obviously... Uh, well, this part is for me spearheaded from comments Robert Glasper made uh, comparatively quite recently. I don't have a year attached to it, but I, 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 th- I would say it was probably about two years ago, um, mm. maybe even last year, actually. But maybe, a, yeah, so 2019 or 2020, uh, I believe he kind of came out and made very um, uh, <laughs> stern comments. I don't even know mm. what spearheaded this. It's just... He, I believe, in, the, in an interview or two, uh, and these comments did prompt a response from uh, Lauren Hill, and I think he subsequently went on the attack again as a result. <laughs> but uh, he basically referenced um, the music uh, from uh, the miseducation as being stolen um, from mm. many people, particularly his friends, who should have been appropriately credited 
as uh, writers and producers uh, far more than they were. Um, he he also references this is. I'm just saying it because this is mm-hmm. comments that he made, but I, this isn't specifically pertinent to anything. But he had talked about him having performed with her for a uh, a single show or a selection of shows um, back in, I think, 2008, if I remember correctly. And how she, yeah, 2008, and how uh, she was uh, rude to uh, the band and oh. did impose those restrictions I asked you about she didn't oh. apparently insist that the band call her Miss Hill and they were uh, denied the, uh, the luxury of eye contact, uh, including Robert Glasper himself, who at this oh. point is a fairly notable name, you know, is a Blue Note oh. recording artist. Uh, and um, yeah, so that was apparently things that he had been told from, I don't know her specifically or her team, but that's oh, okay. the band okay. at, in 2008 that she was performing with were pass on those comments those comments that i just made about the eye contact and things aren't pertinent to miseducation in any way so i won't harp on those uh but uh the comments about um people not being credited uh, and the people he he, i don't believe he named them but the Mm. wikipedia page does name uh, does reference the actual lawsuit in question Mm. which took place at the time of 98 and it references the collective of new arc who were very instrumental in making the album they're credited as musicians throughout mm-hmm. the project um and these are vader nobles uh, rashim pew tejamond newton and joari newton uh, as well and um it appears they have secured a couple of uh writing credits i believe and production credits um but their involvement may have been vastly overshadows and wikipedia has this great line in reference to it where they said the label wanted to try and enforce the prince effect of written <laughs> by produced by performed by instruments oh, by for her okay for her and and it's it's something that d'angelo was accused of as well and i think d'angelo talked openly about being fascinated and i think a lot of artists were a lot of you know a lot of fans were just looking at a Prince album cover at the back, and it just—I mean, what? How often did you did you see that back then? Written by, performed by, produced by, all instruments, you know, by one person. It's like, wow, this guy, one guy, did everything. And um, I think those that weighed heavily on D'Angelo on a creative aspect. And I don't know what the impact specifically for Lauren. I don't know her perspective on on that, but it was cited as being a, a motivational thing for the miseducation album in terms of mm-hmm. putting more onto her than maybe she hadn't been warranted well for. you know darn if you do darn if you don't <laughs> so no no and and, and for that because you know i have no idea like what the record company had planned yeah. for this because I'm sure they had something to do with this because they're, they, they know when they're releasing something that they have to make sure all of that stuff is right. Right. Yeah. So they obviously signed off on this. So, you know, I know everybody's coming for Lauren, but I don't know. I hope they went after the record company as well because they signed off on how it was going to be presented ultimately. Right. Uh, and I know we mentioned this a little bit before we went on air, because I, I did, I did hear about 
this lawsuit. Um, and it may be one of the reasons why we don't have, I mean, we had the, the acoustic version of this album, but right. you know, the unplugged as well. Yeah. yeah. The, the fallout of this could have had a, a huge impact of leaving a sour taste. You're like, I, I, I don't want to do this right now. I'm going right. to live my life. But so you get to be part of an album and you, you started this with your friends because that's what they were when they formed the new arc and everything with Lauren, they were friends. Um, and you don't have a contract. You do it because you come together for the art and you want to, you know, get an opportunity to work with her. So you're going to do it. The problem is when you mix money and friends, it doesn't always work. So while you're friends at the very beginning, you needed to sign a contract then you wouldn't even have this problem, right? Because, you know, because, you know, I, I, I know when they saw the album drop and they looked on the back, hey, we're not there. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but the, but they did take payment. So I, I, when I did my research on this, they took like 100000 I don't know if it was for each person or a group, but right. you took the money for what you were, for your service. So it could be mis even it could be construed, misconstrued, however you want. But when you took money for the project, you took that money, right? Because the, the record company is only going to give an artist so much money and that artist has got to figure out how to use that money to get that right. project done so it can be distributed and sold. So you were paid. Now, if you wanted more credit and you waited, see, because this is, a, and this is the thing, like I said before, if, if Devil's Advocate, this album came out and it was a total flop, your name wasn't on it, so you could just walk away. I had nothing. Uh, I didn't have, I wasn't on Spice Girls. I wasn't on Lauren Hill. Don't come for me. So, you know, you see what I'm saying? You had that out because you weren't listed. The problem is this album blew up, <laughs> right? And so now you look and you see the the impact this album has hey i i actually had something to do with that okay so you you see what i mean because and it, and this is with the record company too and you know i don't defend them often but right. when you invest in an artist you have no idea what that album is going to do so you put the money up and and then you hope you get something that you can get recoup and make some money off of right but you knew you were being paid to be a musician. If you wanted mm. the additional credit, take it, take it to her beforehand. But just in case, because what if it doesn't work? Then I don't have to worry about it. I, my name wasn't on there. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's easy to say now after it's, you know, 10 nominations, five uh, uh, Grammys and, and, you know, it's one of the greatest albums of all time. Of course you want to be known part with that. Yeah, I had something to do with that, right? I want to, you know, I can give that to my family and da-da-da-da, and I can, the residuals, all that. Yes, but you could have done that at the very beginning. But what happens is we never think when we're doing something with a friend that, oh, that's okay, we'll do it. Mm-mm, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. And, and as we saw. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow and i and i even this <laughs> the record company was mad at her because she just said okay fine let's just settle because after a while this gets to be heavy on you right because you know you're dealing with lawsuits and things like that and friendships get severed over these things and it's not the same and even if you were able to try and repair it it's not the same because of this, it got messy. Because I think it's like five million dollar was a settlement. It was, yeah. So that's, that's a amount. lot of money. And I'm like, I like you, but five million, I like you. Ah, <laughs> you paid the base. You play. <laughs> I don't know because yeah. you know you can get you can get petty, but um, you know, just for those out there listening with aspirations, read your contract. If you have one, but don't, don't, you know, when you're dealing with your friends, get it, get it, get the contract and do it while you're happy so that you all come together as an agreement and hope you never have to deal with the ramifications of said contract. That would be what I would recommend because, you know, we didn't get any more music as a result. So thanks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My petty moment because I'm selfish. So, you know. (laughs) It would be interesting to know. You're right. You made a great point earlier about whether maybe this experience. I mean, it's it's not something that's really considered when people discuss this album, Mm -hmm. um, you know, about, you know, this this aspect of it. And it'd be interesting to know the to the uh, to the extent this either did or didn't weigh heavy on her. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not it's, you know, we're not going to figure out mm-hmm. who, who who did what on the album, obviously. But right. it would be interesting to know, is there a, a part of her that's just said, you know, yeah, I, I needed them and I, or I need people. And now I can't make an album and have someone else oh, credited see. as the writer and producer because now people will know I didn't do it the first time. Or it's a case well, of she felt she did everything and maybe she feels she's done nothing wrong and um, just as no. an experience. So part of you just triggered something. So mm. when they split the Fugees, um, Wyclef was like doing her dirty about people don't work with her. So it was actually hard for her to get a group of people right. to come together and help her make this album, right? So this is how this is what you're fighting for, right? As a woman, I, I wanted my project out, and I'm I'm dealing with the fallout of us not being together anymore. And you're salty, but not only are you salty, but you're making it hard for me to do my thing, right? Right? So uh, whatever, Wyclef, and and that's all I'll say on that. You know karma comes back to you and you'll have to deal with that but from that she got these artists to come together and they formed new arc together for this project that's how that came about and and so but they came together as friends and i and i have no problems with that that's that's how things happen but the problem is while you're feeling good Get that as a contract because this, this can't be your first rodeo. This can't be the first time you were a musician for someone. It can't be. So mm. learn the ropes of this industry, right? On both sides, for Lauren as well as them. I mean, this became a lawsuit because when things went well for her, 
you've now you got salty because you got oh, I was part of that. How come I didn't get that? Well, you got to fight for this beforehand. Mm. But if it flops, well, I you, you see what I'm saying? This is why I was yeah. like, you didn't fight for this. You you know, you knew when she was releasing this album, <laughs> right? But what was this in case it flopped like the first Fuji album? You didn't want to be a part of it. I'm like, you know, because that's in their past, not specifically Lauren, because it was all three of them. Right. You took a risk as a group to do this. But you you were part of the music. You knew this album was hot. I'm like, we're listening to these albums, these songs. It never occurred to you to say, hey, Lauren, can I get more credit? I mean, if you can't know when you're on these albums and you're listening with her singing with D'Angelo and you're playing and you're like, all we're getting is the band credit. Hello. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? You should have asked while you were part of the creation. It so part so of the kind of, how how do you distinguish though? Is like mm-hmm. I can imagine being like people being in a studio and someone's come in with say three quarters of an idea or just even mm-hmm. like a fully fledged idea. And as you're working it out, you know, people are chipping in different things or one other person says, oh, we could do this, 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 and this. And everyone goes, brilliant. At what point does the conversation, do you just, every time you have a suggestion, say, you're going to credit me, yeah? I'm a writer now, yeah? I'm a, I'm a producer. You know, it's kind of like, no, you haven't done enough to warrant that. You know, it's, I can't even well, think how you differentiate or distinguish. I, you between. know, you and I come up with great topics. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, we'll be talking for a while here. Because uh, I have no clue. But that should have happened before the album got released so if you felt that you gave a bigger contribution than being a musician that conversation needed to happen with lauren before and with the record company because if they had decided because they could have taken lauren aside and said because if they were really going for the prince effect it's one thing if they had tried to talk to the record industry and, and to the record company, they're like, nah, we got this own plan and this is what we're doing. So sorry. Mm. Right. Well, Cause then you could have had, well, then I need more money. You see what I mean? You could have negotiated those things, but none of that transpired. None of it. Cause if you have a grievance and the artist isn't giving it to you, you can go to the record company and say, look, get your lawyer to go talk to the record company and say, look, yeah. I deserve more on this specific track or tracks And I'm not, you know, I want a bigger piece of the contribution, right? Do that beforehand, before, and maybe we didn't even get the album at all at that point, but still you would, you would, then you could feel good. But I'm like, it's almost like you watch this album blow up and then you got your feelings hurt because your, your name's not, you need to get the credit. Mm -hmm. Right. And it depends. I'm like, if you get on a Prince album and he's like, I'm going to take credit, you'd be like, ah, okay, sir, you can take yeah. credit, right? So, and I mean, you can, do you not feel like you could do that with, you know, you could pick at Lauren, but not Prince or Marvin Gaye or, you know what I'm saying? Because this, yeah. this is a whole craft. This is not like they're the first musicians ever to be hired for an album. No, there is a process that if you did more than just doing the songs, you have to have a responsibility to protect your contribution to a project did you not have lawyers that told you hey maybe we should talk to the record company about you know your contribution hmm Mm -hmm. right so i'm like and and i'm only speaking this as a layman because you know this is all above my pay grade but you know (laughs) but it's it's always like 
I didn't. I didn't really. I just did the album. I don't know if it's gonna blow up. How could you not? How could you not listen to these songs and say, you know what? I was part of that. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's interesting how it all kind of. Right. But works you know. Out. But you know. Don't look at her though. Don't get in trouble. <laughs> Don't piss her off. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, because you get a bad habit. You know, these are things that, and I, I, like I said, she was excellent when I met her. So I, I can't speak to this diva, you know, attitude that Robert's speaking of. But, um, but when you get a certain level too, uh, the eye not looking at me, mm, that's one thing. Wanting to be addressed a certain way. If you earned it, I mean, I, I met uh, Miss Miss Maya Angelou, and you did address her as Miss Maya Angelou. Wow. So you, she's earned however she yeah. wants to be spoken to. So that part, okay, because <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, the eye thing, okay, I can't, I don't know what's going on with that, but <laughs> you know, I don't, I just don't know, but but. Subsequent to all of this, all of that to the side, do your homework, people. Don't get into situations that you don't know what your rights are. And I've had to learn that the hard way just through life, right? Where you do things with friends because they're friends and then you have money involved and things don't go white and then you lose friendships over money, right? And then you have to grow and learn and say, uh, was it really worth the loss of a friendship? Maybe not. Now, in this case, like I said, this is, I mean, we had Motown. I'm like, this, there's, there's a whole, a whole craft of musicianship that partakes in, in pro- producing the music we listen to. Don't act like this. You've not been part of something and say, Oh, well, she's my friend. She's going to hook me up. No, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Have a lawyer that protects your rights. Right? Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, because if this really did stop her from making more albums, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> right? Because uh, uh. oh, five yeah. million, that's a lot. You know, she's got, that's what, six lot. children? That's That's like, <laughs> that's like... You could do but things. Is that, with that's your, not her, though, is it? That's paying. That is, I assume no, that was settlement. Company. That was well. I don't know who settled. I just know that's a lot of money. But I mean, yeah. that's not going to her. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could do a lot to set up your family. I mean, because she's got sure, this, sure. right? Yeah. So, and I mean, but the money aside, I'm sure while they were making this project, they formed strong relationships and bonds as a result of creating this because. When you listen to it, you, you you hear the 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 great work that they actually did together, and so when you have that, it's kind of um, it's heartbreaking, right? Because how often do you get to be on something like this, right? This this album of this magnitude, where twenty right. some odd years later, it's it sounds as classic as when she released it, right? Mm-hmm. She really took the baton from, from elders and infused it in this production, right? So that when, you know, people who are listening to it so many years later, they can, they can be exposed to 
um, the history of black music, right? Like Mama's Gun, when um, right. Green Eyes, when Erica goes through what blues. a masterpiece of a song. So, oh, I love that song. At some point, we'll have to. Well, we'll well again. We have so much to talk about. I know. Um, and how she just went through all the genres in one song so beautifully. Yeah. Right. It was masterfully done. We need to keep this art alive and it can't just be because I'm selling my merch. No, it has to be, you have to respect the craft too. Mm. Right. Um, and so it's funny, you, you kind know. of consider Lauren Hill in, in the nineties and, you know, in and around as you know, everything you've said about miseducation is absolutely right. You're, you know, as I said, as we said earlier, with what, 23 years later, Mm-hmm. We're here talking about this album, um, and uh, you know it's in sort of indelible impact on, you know, music and the genres around it, and um, it's it's kind of incredible when you think of Lauren Hill in the '90s, and I suppose that inc- you know we have the score, we have this album, mm-hmm. we have her, uh, we had uh, Nas. We haven't even mentioned say uh, oh, Nas, yeah. if I ruled the world. You know, her production right. for we did mention the Mary J. Blige, or that I Aretha can say Franklin. Aretha Franklin, yes, of course, yeah, you know, and and she, you know, she, what what an imprint on on that that decade of music, which is right. It's a it's a phenomenal. Um, she, yeah, she's she's absolutely a leading uh, artist in terms of just everything. Her contributions in in that during that period, which is yeah, phenomenal. Right, uh, and and when you're trying to. Because she's like in her early 20s when she released right. this, right? So, you know, um, it's impressive that if you're going to come out, you know, like when we were talking about Mary J, when she just came out swinging with her yeah. first album and just, you know, took off for the races, that's kind of the 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 level that she brought to this album, right? Yeah. Um, and it, like I said, it's influence in different artists, you know, since is, is why it's another reason why it's so important. Yeah. I mean, people um, were still covering songs from it, which is, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I mean, Quantic, well, I think last year, uh, no, actually probably a, around, yeah, no, about two, two years ago, I think he did a cumbia version of, of do what that thing, Booker T Jones mm-hmm. did everything is everything. There's a, a really cool, um, version of, uh, X factor by, uh, Flevins and vocalist Laura Vane. So, uh, I mean, Gretchen Parlato as well. She has a mm-hmm. wonderful cover of all that I can say, which oh. isn't really related to this, uh, no, album as no, such, but, but yeah. it's, yeah, to her, it is obviously it's a, you know, in terms of it's obviously Lauren's uh input obviously so it's uh yeah it's it's still it's still kind of being celebrated uh and it's a it's a really exciting thing when you kind of consider um it's you know all this time later and it's still something that uh, reaches a new audience in in new ways so it's amazing right and and hopefully it spurs you know like doo-wop or or soul in addition Mm. to hip-hop right and um, and and let you know if she can do it, I can do it, or I can at least enjoy it. And, right, you know, and 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 know that um, you've touched lives positively. 
you, you know, because I know that's what she was hoping for when she was calling out to us, you know, to, to do something that um, in its own way makes things better or tries to make something better, right? Yeah. Which art should do. It should provoke and, and, um, and, and, and challenge people to, to find something, to, to enjoy and appreciate the beauty of something, right? Yeah, that's a really great way of putting it i mean thinking about it so much of the album is rooted in uh, it doesn't perpetuate negativity it's about her dealing mm-hmm. with negativity from um you know uh, again there's there's F- fuji breakup in there there's heartbreak mm-hmm. in there there's there's all kinds of things that kind of inspire this you know her this almost writing in my journal kind of perspective mm-hmm. or this exorcising of 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 bad experiences you know so it's it's kind of interested interesting that it's sort of rooted in stuff like that but that's not what it's putting out which is really really exciting right. and it's putting out this sort of, you know this inspiring project that's um as you said that it finds itself celebrated all that all that time later so it's amazing uh yeah uh, if they put out i mean are there any other songs you wanted to cite before you jump into your 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 finale your your single song that's going to wow uh, 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 the world wow the world i love how you set me up for this thing. <laughs> so you know i better not goof up that softball pitch um <laughs> you know um you know the one thing i found when i was listening to um every ghetto every city right it had tinges of to me stevie wonder's influence the keyboard sounded like a Stevie and you haven't done nothing. And you see what I'm saying? It's these little bits and pieces that she brings, you know, where it reaches back, but she, she does it in a, in in her way to, to, to make it new and fresh. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, even on the, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, where it sounds like a fine, a vinyl records playing. Right, where it skips and it's like you you know you got to clean the needle because it's you know you it's gotten too much lint on it. But you hear, it's it gives you the vinyl. What what's yeah. vinyl? Yeah. It's it's an album. So you know <laughs> you, you know I'm just being saucy. Um, <laughs> um, can't take my eyes off you. Classic. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, her own spin on Frankie Valley's hit. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying. And the, the levels, I mean, just when you hear that one and, and throughout the album too, how she layers the vocals to go with the song, it just adds to it. So, you know, it was, it was interesting to have to figure out exactly how we're going to end this show. You know, you, you give me mm. the fun part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Thank you. The final, you know, the final. We, we before we. I hope you. Hopefully, uh-huh. this is. You, well, you might pick it actually, but mm. the final thing I'm, I was desperate. The little fact that I have about this album, which I had, uh, uh, yeah, desperate to reveal, is that John Legend uh, oh, plays yeah. piano on "Everything Is Everything." He's credited under yes. his uh, family name of John R. Stevens. That's but right. I, I remember hearing a couple a year or two ago that uh, he was on the album, and obviously this is before he was John Legend. Um, right. But that's so cool! It's him playing Wait. piano on "Everything Is Everything," which is amazing. Wait, he got credit for that? 
work, yes. Just for playing, just, not writing, I'm producing, dying. performing. I know, <laughs> but, you know, again, I'm just my slight petty. But he made sure he got that credit. So, you know, and that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it was great to, like, before John Legend blew up, he yeah. was part of this project, too. I mean, she has, like, really – I mean, she has Mary J. Blige on it. So I'm like, right. this was, like, a really, really great – project right i'm like yeah. you know bursting with talent and talented artists on it yeah yeah again shout out to james so, poiser who's uh, yeah, a real hero normal. in my eyes yeah uh, for exactly. many many reasons so um to yep. have him so involved in it as well is, is a very exciting uh, yeah. uh inclusion so yeah we can do no wrong no yeah everybody should hope to get a project with him and have yeah. it knocked out the park so well <laughs> I mean, yeah. like 19 million albums. I'm like, you know, hey. <laughs> Amazing. So. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And I, I did, I claim buying this one. I can't claim the Spice Girls, but I, I did <laughs> this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to have Spice Girl heat. Okay. I'm, just, right. I'm sorry right now. Okay. Fine. Yeah, um, well, they've got some great '90s projects we should delve into for future shows. Actually, I see we are. I see what you're doing now. That's good. Yeah, you're you're laying the groundwork for for your next suggestion. Is that what I'm doing? Oh, okay. Or hmm. not? That's okay. I'll, I'll put that's I'll put me. hot sauce on my crow now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm. So, sir. So yeah, are we are we mm. wrapping up? Are you gonna are you I, gonna I, drop the the best song from the album as your closing the, number right the now? Best song from Wow, sir. <laughs> this is it. If no one's ever heard a song from this album, this is the introduction mm. and this will determine whether they agree with what we say and whether they purchase their own copy or or stream it. So uh what what's the advert that you're putting out? Okay, mm. we're gonna go out with "Do Up That Thing." Oh, I yes. stole my pick. Brilliant! Ah, <laughs> well, you set me up. Oh my God. Like, um, if you don't get this right, the whole show is gonna be done. It's done. It's over. It's over. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. when you raise the bar that high, yeah. then we got to go with what started it, and and um. Yeah, I, I still remember when it was when it first dropped. It was yeah, I mean because it had the doo wop and everything, and it was catchy, and, and everybody was into it. And how she gave her shared her lessons for both women as well as men to don't just be caught up in that quote unquote thing, right? You know, have have uh, set goals and and achieve your personal goals for yourself. It was a great great message to yeah. that song and you know if you only gonna hear one make sure you hear that one yeah that's, that's how i'm gonna say that <laughs> yo remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize yeah. like <laughs> yeah. yo yo my men and my women don't forget about the thing this is not the most king yo it's about a thing Yeah, 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 yeah
sucker for your friend The one you let hit it and never called you again Remember when he told you he was about to bend your mans You act like you ain't him, they give him a little trim to begin Now you think you really gon' pretend Like you wasn't down and you called him again Plus when you give it up so easy you ain't even fooling him If you did it then, then you probably can Talking out your neck saying you're a Christian A Muslim sleeping with the gin Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spin Showing off your ass cause you thinking it's a trend girlfriend Let me break it down for you again You know I only say it cause I'm truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gin baby girl Respect is just the minimum Then you still defending them now Lauren is only human Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament Let it sit inside your head Million women in Philly pen. It's silly when girls sell their souls because it's sin. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails done by Koreans. Come again. And his Tim's and his women, him and his men Come in the club like hooligans Don't care who they you fan, Papa Yang like you got Let's stop pretend The one to pack pissed out by the waist man Crissed out by the casement Still the name of this basement The pretty face man Claiming that they did a bit man Need to take care of their three and four kids In the face in court case When the child support late Money taking heartbreak And now you wonder why women hate me The sneaky silent man The punk domestic violence man The quick to shoot the semen Stop acting like boys and be men How you gonna win when you ain't right with them? How you gonna win when you ain't right with them? How you gonna win when you ain't right with them? Uh-uh, come again. 